All right, here we are. Me and Chuck hanging out here. It is episode 36. Wow, that's a, that's a hefty number. Uh, how, you doing, uh, how you doing this week, Shug? How you doing? I don't know, I was doing great. We dropped a, a video on YouTube. That was part, it was our intro from last week. And, you know, I went on Spotify today and I, I couldn't find our podcast. And I'm thinking, I'm like, oh boy, like, did they take it down because of, um, what I said last week about Andrew Yang, but come to find out, like, I guess, like, Spotify has some kind of issue with their podcast side of things today, and that's why you couldn't find Shook Me the Mooney if you were trying to listen to it today. Um, But, yeah, like, you know, our YouTube, we're up and coming. We're trying to do things. We got, like, a load of content. Like, we last week we dropped a lot, right, Mike? Well, definitely, Shug, man. You uh, you have to tell stories, so we have plenty of story times coming out. Um, more and more coming because the yeah, and really they're scheduled, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's always out there, um, and then usually uh, we just post like the segments. But we, now we're starting to do like you know our Instagram too. We're doing like our intros and outros just to get people who don't have you know they they don't really. Just a little, a little spice of uh, what we offer. See the beginnings to the end of it. You know, wrap everything up. That's what we've been doing. And uh, apparently, you know, some people are watching it now, and people are uh, are responding. Yeah. Well, you know. Apparently, we talked about Andrew Yang for clicks, but like, you know, the first comment they talked about, like, you know, me, um, you know, my distaste for him because of his um switching from like the Knicks to the nets and i'm like all right dude like you know like maybe you don't watch sports so you don't understand it's the same way like uh, people will tell you like certain people could make a clarity they, they could come to their own conclusion about you as a person based on how you shake your how you shake their hand or how you look them in the eye and stuff like that. Me, I'm a sports fan. Mike's a sports fan. Mike's a wrestling fan. So I'm pretty sure, like, Mike, there's somebody who's, like, opinion in wrestling. You'd be like, all right, you feel, oh, that's how that's what you feel about that wrestler or you feel that person is better than this person. All right, so I, I kind of, like, I could see what kind of person you are. It's also not, it's also not, like, serious. Sometimes it's in jest. Like, a couple of times this week alone, uh, met some about like football because obviously it's NFL season, you know, postseason, and then every, everything else is starting up now. So I mentioned something about like one team over the other. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 it's an icebreaker. You know, that's how, you know, people talk, guys talk like we, it's an icebreaker too sometimes. And sometimes we bring something up, doesn't mean it's like, it's like a, a be all end all. Like I shut you down if, you know, if you, if you like this thing, it's, you know, sometimes it's breaking balls, you know. Yeah, and like to me, watch a lot of Sopranos, so like breaking balls. And like to me, like the thing with the Knicks and that thing is like he's like, all right, he got fed up with losing, and I'm like, all right, well, you know what? Like being a Knicks fan, you should be used to that by now. Like they sucked last year, they're probably gonna suck this year, they're probably gonna suck the year after that, but they're your Knicks. Like, that should be the one thing. It's like, all right, somebody say something bad about the Knicks. Like, I'm, I'm like, we're going to get into argument, fight, 
blah, 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 blah. So, like, my thing is, if you're trying to be the mayor of New York, what if you be like, all right, well, you know, we're going to try to, like, improve, like, NYCHA, like, the housing authority. But, like, the housing system, the public housing system is, like, struggling. So, does that mean Adrian's going to be like, all right, well, they suck. So, well, let's move our attention to, like, the... Upper East Side and all the affluent areas of New York. Let's make those places better. And then maybe like all of those NYCHA buildings, we could buy those out, just demolish them and make them into condominiums and stuff. So that's where I feel with him with like the next thing. I'm like, all right, if something small like sports, like you don't have a strong conviction and a strong, strong stance and you can't, you're not loyal, like that tells me volumes about you as a person. And then the other guy, he's like, oh, well, you know, this is you guys' like most watched video because you put Andrew Yang in there. Y'all did this for clicks. I'm like, listen, first of all, in the first, in the video, the IG video, the intro last week, the YouTube video, at no point, Mike, do I even say, this is Andrew Yang. You shouldn't vote for him. I'm telling you not to vote for him, blah, 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 blah. I say, Andrew Yang sucks. I'm telling you why he sucks, and I'm telling you why I'm not voting for him. Like, that's part of democracy. Go out, vote, pick whoever the hell you want, okay? And then the reason we posted the video is because we posted, like, every other video. We're posting it on there just to see... Maybe people will wander on there and they'll find it the same way they find my bear reviews, the same way they find the black seats, the same way they find our other videos like Abraham Lincoln, um, always on in Philadelphia. Like we put it there and he's like, you did it for clicks. I'm like, all right, bro. Like, well, me and Mike never asked you to be on here, but somehow you found this video. And you're you watched it, didn't you? Because cle- like, clearly you're pressed. And I, uh, I don't think we ever said don't vote for him. We just said he's kind of a dewy, he's kind of like a phony, and he's less of a phony than De Blasio, <laughs> yeah. right? Kind of that's the like theme he, of the thing. He's a fan of an out of town team. He's a fan of the Brooklyn Nets. Like I said on Twitter, also like this, Brooklyn Nets fans—they're only like some chick in Pittsburgh and some dude in DC. They're not even people that live in Brooklyn. Yeah, so basically, um, when they moved, I guess it was like, my God, can you believe it? it's like eight years already almost? But everyone who was transplants, which isn't, shouldn't that be a concern to you if you live in New York City? Transplants coming in and from other parts, like you just said, you Pittsburgh, you know, people coming in here. And it has, it has nothing to do with anything. It's economical because you know about me. You We, we talk about a lot of the thing about like, uh, you know, race and stuff like that. It's, it has nothing to do with that. With me, it's economical. I've been saying that since day one. And you mentioned um, Yang, and basically he's friends with the... Uh, well, he didn't create the team. He didn't, like, create the new stadium, but didn't the stadium... Wasn't the arena Barclays built over uh, like a housing unit area, right? Yeah, it was, like, train yards like, and like the an area, pretty much. The, yeah, the area around it, they kind of had to, like, move out, like, mom and pop shops and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, like that. Uh, so basically, like if you like, you're not a fan of a team. Oh, because they're losing. 
and someone like that who is most of the people in politics now it's like uh stock you know like stock tycoons the, um uh what the bezos of the world a gang and everything like where stocks are going sell 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 now you know that whole thing and no you stick with the team that you like that's sports you know it's like loyalty and stuff like uh you know it's a, it's I mean, a different breed of uh we, we talked about all this stuff it's, it's a loyalty gonna... loyalty is different than like you know yeah but so it's, i'm uh, not i'm not gonna get too deep into it but i mean like this is a city that has mets fans and have jets fans and like obviously Knicks fans, like we're it's a stubborn city. Like people stick with their teams. A matter of fact, that's the whole point of sports fandom. Like you just you gotta roll with the hard time. Like more often only one team wins a championship every year. Like so more often than not, like your your year ends in disappointment. And whether it's a disappointment because you don't make the playoffs whether it's disappointment because you made the finals and you lost. These are all things that happened in my lifetime with the Knicks. So what else we got on today? Today we're also going to talk about uh, kind of a big kind of a big week for uh, our parts of the world, the United States. Our inauguration, 46th president of the United States, uh, Joseph Biden, um, Kamala Harris, uh, sworn in. Uh, Wednesday, the 20th, of 2021 uh i woke up very early that morning um i saw i saw uh trump's speech and then i didn't see any of the other inauguration stuff till later on but uh i watched it later on so maybe me and you will talk about your first reaction to seeing all the all the stuff um we also want to talk about of course our new thing we're talking about is the bachelor it's the 25th season of the bachelor uh, show decided he's going to finally start watching it. And so we have his update. This is the third episode. We'll get the update on him, uh, from him. And um, also we're going to talk about this new uh, documentary on HBO Max. Because bread and butter right now is documentaries. Uh, there's a two-part uh, two documentary about Tiger Woods. One of the biggest names biggest stories in American sports history. Uh, we're going to talk about that today as well. Yeah, so episode 36. Episode 36. All right, so here we are. Uh, Joe Biden is the official president of the United States. who was sworn in this week as we speak. Kamala Harris is the first uh, female vice president, uh, first uh, woman of color president. Uh, vice president and it was an all-day affair um i heard a funny joke who who do we like on twitter the uh uh what we were saying was the tweet was uh hey when you get sworn in at 12 and you have to walk around the city for the next four hours until because your check-in is at good check it time i've been there i've been been there it was funny because like i didn't think they were gonna do a whole thing like you know because you know i woke up in the morning your room's not gonna be Very ready. Early. Your, your room's not ready for a couple mm-hmm. hours. Um, I'm sorry. Just, just check back in at two o'clock. Like, come back to me at two o'clock. We might be able to get you in. Because like the, the the photos were like very like it was like a desolate area. It was just <laughs> waving. So it was yeah. just kind of funny. Um, but yeah. So I've been waking up very early. I've been waking up uh, pretty much the night before for the last couple of weeks. And um, 
Excuse me. I watched the Trump thing in the morning, and uh, you know, like I pretty much it was like the quote from uh, Ghostbusters two about Vigo from Vigo the Carpathian. It was to paraphrase. It was like death is just a window. <laughs> just death. Death is just a doorway. I'll be back. That's what Trump said. You know, and then he waves and went to Marine One. Then he went to the Air Force One. Then he went to Mar-a-Lago, and uh, that was at like seven in the morning. Uh, so he's claiming, you know, he'll be back. We'll see. Like to be continued. He love. He um, love. He left um. He left him a note, as at least there was one tradition that um he he upheld. He left a note for Joe Biden. But everybody's saying it's probably like on like you know that same like hotel notepad, like the White House notepad. Uh, dear Joe, a one big. Yeah, a couple bucks. Uh, sorry for the mess. <laughs> sorry for the mess. Five bucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like, uh, what'd you think of like uh, the whole festivity? I know, like, the things that you know, the little uh, anything about you, like, like any quotes from uh, at least Joe Biden's speech. I, I was listening to it. Oh, um, and I'm glad you have because I was listening to it. Cause I was editing um one of our YouTube videos and I um or I might have been eating at the time because I because I usually have my headphones and when I'm editing and he brought up he really pointed out a lot of things like even in his um victory speech he said you know what like black people you came out for me please believe I'm gonna come out for you. Um, and he definitely called out the white supremacy thing. And that obviously, that was one of the things I knew once Trump got out, like Fox News is going to get back into like Obama era Fox News because they brought everybody on there. It's like, I feel like attacked because he called out white supremacists and racists. And I feel like he was talking about us. And I'm just sitting there like, bro, you're like Carl Rove. Carl Rove. Like, he didn't even say your name, like, by name. So if you feel attacked, that's like somebody saying on, like, the news, like, yo, like, I have, like, a problem with guys who go to the deli at 4 a.m. and buy BLTs. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, you know, I'll buy, I'll buy, I'll buy BLT. At four o'clock in the morning after going to the bar. I know they're not talking about me, but I'm popping on the TV the next day, like, yo, how dare you go after people that buy BLTs at at, at four o'clock in the morning? I feel personally attacked. Like, and it's like, yeah, like these these people are telling on themselves a lot, a lot of them when it comes to the white supremacy thing. But it ain't even just the white supremacist people that were pissing me off. It was a lot of like the super duper liberals. Like, I remember. I'm I'm watching this joint like, or well, I'm scrolling through Twitter while this is happening, and it was during um Vice President Harris, you know she comes on and she's just like, um in her tweet she's like her d- three year old daughter it, like that's that's the thing everybody does these like my three year old daughter said this this and this and it's just like your three year old daughter don't, didn't say nothing because my three year old nephew. He's three years old and he don't say nothing either. So I know he, I know your three year old daughter ain't say none of this crap that you're tweeting. You're just doing it for like clout. 
and like homeboy with the stuff we was trying to do with the Yang video. So the person that so so Mindy Kaling, you know Mindy Kaling from the Office, mm. the Mindy Project yeah, office, movies and stuff Mindy like Project that. Thirty Rock and Chester. Funny as hell, and talks like a California white girl. So I'm like watching this joint, and she's like, "My three year old daughter is looking at Kamala Harris," and she's like, "Is that you, mommy?" And mind you, like, Mindy Kaling is darker than me. And darker than my mom, and I'm pretty sure that like my three year old nephew was not watching that that um watching Kamala Harris um get sworn in as like is that grandma or is that you mom? Like he's she she's darker than like she's light skinned. She's light skinned. Like I understand Mindy Killing, you wanna be a white woman like really, really bad, but like calm down. Like stop doing this for clout. So it was annoying from both sides. Liberals, conservatives, Democrats, Republicans. It was annoying. So oh. watch the joint enjoy the moment. There's, Trump's gone. We got a lot of work to do. There's like those Instagrams are like uh, things my kids said, you know, like and things like my students said. And you know, it was like bullshit. Yeah. I watch I watch Pro Wrestling Man. That shit is not real. That's that's some K Fape shit. Um It's real to me, damn yeah, it. Um Yeah, pretty much. That's like what it is. It's like I walked into the deli. I walked into the gas station earlier today, and they're like, uh, "Oh, Mr. President, how you doing?" I'm like, "No, no, no, I'm wearing I'm wearing leather gloves, but I am not the president." Okay, okay. Uh, so I'm gonna do quotes from like a lot all the speeches because um, we also had a lot of like you know you had like uh, Biden, you had like you know like Schumer, you had a bunch of um, speeches today, and to sum it all up, it was pretty much like kind of. Um, Okay, so when everything started happening, let's say like a year ago, like, you know, like uh, in 2020, coronavirus and all that, and also everything else that happened during the year, um, Trump basically was saying, I'm not taking responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the whole, you know, the theme was, I'm, this is not my responsibility. And if something else would happen, he'd be like, oh, this is all because of me. You know, he, then he would take responsibility. I think the theme from all the speeches on Wednesday throughout the day uh, from all, all the other the other houses as well. I mean, the other you know branches of government is accountability. Um, we're going to make things right, basically. And it was kind of like, um, yeah, like uh, if we make a mistake, I, Biden said, basically, I'm going to make mistakes. And, I, and when I do make a mistake, I'm going to own up to it. That was kind of like one of the major points I got from it. Did you hear that? Yeah, accountability. Yeah, something, that, yeah so that it, accountability is something that this this guy he just he never really he he never had. He never took responsibility for. He took responsibility for all the good things or things he deemed to be good, but he never took responsibility for any of the bad things. He took responsibility. He, he he claimed he claimed the. Uh, he claimed things that Obama did that he didn't do, you know. And then he said, "Oh, I did that," you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and he, another note, uh, no, I'm not sure. Like, I don't remember this. Well, remember when Trump won? Um, in between inaugur- the election inauguration, um, Obama had him in the Oval Office because you know, of course, um, 
I don't know. Well, basically, like he had him in the Oval Office, so Trump was in the Oval Office, and he was just like, "Man, hold on, yeah, it's, you know, it's, tra- like, it's tradition, man, uh, man, man spreading, and just like it's tradition." Like yeah. I, I it wasn't it like it's week, not like the only more. the only other people I never did it were um him and Andrew Johnson didn't do it for Ulysses S. Grant, and then um going far back, it was Thomas Jefferson for John Adams because them two didn't like each other. Um actually I want to get into that. Um yeah, it was way different back then too though. I think uh the other house would the other um uh, the vice president would be the other party. So that was way different back then. That would never yeah. work now. Um but anyway, so like basically uh, you know the famous scene where like Trump like nodding, he's like listening and Obama's like telling him all this stuff. They had the whole stack of like things of like what you need to do. Like, th- don't fuck up. Like, there's like the whole, this is what you need to do. Just like do what you need to do, do whatever, whatever but don't like completely whatever. Yeah. And one um, of those things, one of those things, it's important. One of those things is he handed him the pandemic playbook. And what did Trump do? Throw it in the garbage. And what are we in right now? A pandemic. The garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you know, Biden had that whole thing. He was saying basically accountability. All the all the ex presidents were there. Um, that are still alive. Still, you know, uh, Jimmy Carter, uh, uh, Bill Clinton and Hillary were there. Um, George W. Bush and the Obamas were there. Yeah, the only president um, that wasn't there is Jimmy Carter and some some broad. He wasn't there. I thought he was oh. there. Some broad like oh, called him out, and it's like everybody's like, "Bro, like he's ninety five years old, and he just he was just in a hospital like a couple of weeks ago." And Biden acknowledged that he gave him a call the night before the inauguration. Like, you know, I was just like, "Why are you going off the Jimmy Carter?" Jimmy Carter is like one of the chillest dudes ever, and we we talked about it. I just saw him throw a gun. We talked yeah. about it in the, the black seats and the the press. I was just yeah. I, I was watching all the all, all the uh, presidents throw up like the first pitches and all that. Like man, he had a nice little curveball on him. Of course, the best George W. Bush had a, had a na- na- perfect. Some, somebody said the only reason he's not dead is because death is allergic to peanuts. There you go. Because remember, he had to give up his peanut farm, but Donald Trump didn't have yeah. to give up nothing. Yeah. Yo, like open up Fifth and Sixth Fifth Avenue and Sixth Avenue, um. Around Trump Tower, give it up. We need to walk through there. Yeah. So also, uh, Biden. You know, Biden had his uh family Bible, hundred twenty year old, uh, Irish Irish Bible, Celtic cross on it and everything. Uh, thing was like it was like the hocus pretty big, book. pretty stacked. Yeah, and like you know, the eyeballs gonna pop out and shit. Twenty minute speech. I guess that's pretty unusual. Uh, usual. I mean, it, it uh, was a good. Oh yeah, and then um. 26? 26? 26 um, executive orders in the first like couple hours. Yeah, because the first day you got to freeze all the different Trump things. Everything everything Trump did with Trump was just like I'm going to ban Muslims. I'm going to ban like people with like blue hair and all kind of different crap like he wanted to do. Free the kids from cages. Yeah. I think I think Biden did did that. Like he's he's well he said um, he's he's helping with the immigration you know the whole issue um, with immigration is just like white people don't want non-white people in this country. Well, if they have money, then then if they do something wrong, they'll uh, then they'll switch. Yeah, and that's why um, like a lot of rich people 
rich people of color. That's why I hate that term, people of color. Rich people of color, what did they do? Vote for Trump. Another weird thing is this. It's not a weird thing, I don't know. But um okay. So I want I want um the thing I always talk about is despite how crazy it's been uh compromise some way. But he said that uh, basically he goes, if you say something uh derogatory or you say something to someone in my staff, I'm gonna fire you on the spot. So you can't you get now you're nervous that you're gonna like say something like what is that about? Did you read that part? Did you hear that part where he's like, uh, "I'm gonna, fu- I'll fire you on the spot if you like say something about someone else." But this is like know, the whole office might be a little very vague, yeah. So that seems kind of like yeah, think, the finger. Like, yeah, I, I, I have to hear like the actual. I mean, I'd have to hear the actual quote. Yeah, to make a, a judgment. Um, and then again, like if I'm, I'm going to make mistakes, he said, and then. And a lot of things he said was, um, he didn't say me. He said, like, a vague me, like, pa- us. Like, he's basically saying, that, like, I don't think I'm going to make it, man. <laughs> like, I don't think I'm going to make it. Kamala, I, like, he's like basically saying, like, uh, not my, me. He's saying, like, us, which is, you know, interpret that the way you want. Well, that was your takeaway from it. What would you take? That's you your, your inter- interpretation. When he says, like, what? That when he says us, think, like he won't take, he won't make it. No, I just like um, I don't know. I think he is at this point. He's the oldest president, isn't he? At this point, yeah. I mean, but like people live long, and if he doesn't, like you know, he's he's got a solid VP. But I don't, I don't. That's think what I'm saying. Yeah. If he's saying we're gonna make mistakes, he's just saying like. You know, accountability. Like, if somebody on his staff does something wrong, and I think that probably goes back, but I, I still have to hear that that actual quote. Um, yeah. you know, he's he's, he's saying like, is is we're a team here? Like, everybody in here works together. Like, I'm picking people meant to do the job. Unlike Trump, where it's like, who, who works from him? Oh. Unlike it's somebody that like, yeah. Unless it's somebody that's like, oh, like you, you funded my campaign, so I'm putting you in this thing. Like, if like, bro, if if Biden worked like Trump, Chrissy Teigen would be like the Secretary of State, and like John Legend would be like the Secretary of like the Interior or something. Like, like like, honestly, like that's how Trump got it. Like, remember, like. Best of the ball, best of the ball, didn't have nothing to do, had nothing to do with education. Like the guy was a Rick Scott, um, Rick Scott. He he's like the head of like Florida. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, but it was like the former governor of um Texas. Like if he didn't like like he he ran like the EPA and he's like in charge of some kind of like big, like. Mm. Oil yeah, company everything was like like, Yeah, and it's, it's, it's what is it was like me, it was like me like uh like it was like me basically like um being in, being like you picking me to be in charge of um gar- uh, uh sanitation and my whole thing was to like make money by throwing garbage on the floor or <laughs> yeah. the complete opposite you know what yeah. I mean just be a slob uh 
Yeah, it was like the oxymoron. So that's all. The whole thing was like to drain the swamp, and um, yeah, he just yeah. threw more more gators in there, more like mud and like sludge in it. Oh, uh, what else we got on that's there? Poetic man. On the thing, um, I mean, it's only well, you know, yesterday, um, we already have, um, someone trying to impeach. The articles of impeachment for Joe Biden came out today. Did you see that? Yeah, was, like uh, Dr. She she's calling. You know, um, it was an episode of South Park with the fair, where um they knew like the carnival people were like um cheating with the tar- carnival games, so they declared shenanigans. I don't know if that's a, a real thing. So that's what that lady reminded me of. Uh, somebody said she looks mm-hmm. like the Denver Broncos logo. What's her name? Marjorie something of Georgia. She she said they said she looks yeah, like she's the Georgia. Den- I know that uh, 14th Congress uh, Congresswoman. She looks like the Denver Broncos logo, like the horse. And then somebody said your nose, her nose has shoulders. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like you just uh, oh, you always gotta you always gotta be careful with that. You keep, wait, I'm not gonna say anything. Um, yeah, she was like, I'm I'm declaring I'm I'm declaring um the I file the articles of impeachment. Like you have to have actual charges, miss. Like to mm-hmm. preach somebody in government. Um but you know it's it's gonna be yeah, so- the nonsense. It's so it's like I like I said to you last week, um the precedent like is is this where we're going uh is this where we're going as a country? Like everything, single thing somebody does, like that's that's the crap right there, because they're gonna try to justify that by saying, like, oh well. Uh, Democrats were trying to like impeach Trump. It's like no, they did an investigation into Russia and Russia Russia meddling into the election, and we've already had all of this um court stuff gone through since the election that they haven't been able to prove because there is no kind of like you know, election fraud or any of that stuff going on. At the end of the day, it's a pandemic. People were voting by mail. They counted the mail ballots last and they counted the day of ballots first. And Trump asked or he he forced the different districts and the different election um what's that election election committees and stuff like that in the different states that they you know, because the Democrats they wanted the mail-in ballots to be counted as they came in, and Republicans blocked that. You know what they did? They wanted the day of ballots counted first. So of course, the day of ballots, all of these people that don't want to wear masks, don't want to social distance, don't care, think the coronavirus is like Tinkerbell, is just like a fairy and fantasy world. Those are the people that voted for Trump. So when you count those votes. What's going to happen? It's obviously going to be more Trump than Biden. Then when you count actual people votes who count who voted absentee, like myself, what are you going to find? A lot more Biden votes because a lot more people, they care about their health. From day one, Trump didn't care about anybody's health. You heard him on those um tapes with the guy from um All the President's Men. What happened? He said... Oh, and whoa, we, we're also, gonna, hey. we don't want to panic people, blah, 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 blah. 
Like we're gonna keep this to ourselves. Blah 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 blah. That's you actually you actually Made took me a card. He's sleeping on he's sleeping on it. How ironic not ironic, but how weird. I thought you were talking about the other thing that came out when he was talking he was on re- recording tones of the Georgia guy. You know, threatening uh, him kind of. Yeah, and that's another you know thing. About yeah, so basically you have something from February. The February one is like how he he there's this thing. Oh, the devil's ad right now. If he just had if he just he could have been like kind of like a, everyone hates and Leverin loves Reagan, like both sides. But some people were, thought he was a good like mediator and stuff. I know yeah, we can dig into that in, in another episode. But um, you know, he like he could have like been this whole like non. Everyone liked him that voted for him because he wasn't part of a, a party or whatever, you know. And he just got his. He was Trump. He was just his name. He put his name on everything, and he just. That's not America, man. It's like you know, that's not it. Um, we just talk about the you know the seventy seventy six thing. We don't want a freaking king. Some people do, but most of us don't. Um, yeah, the last thing was I had something else to say about that, but I, I forgot now. But uh, politics don't doesn't have to be a raging fire. Every uh, disagreement doesn't have to tr- lead to a total war. That came out to me. That that was a good little snippet of a, the speech biden uh i what i always say is try to like come to terms come, you know like uh find a medium a happy medium mm-hmm. you know even in a time where things are crazy i've been saying this since day one of our show that it's always a compromise like we're try, try try to get fine try to get back to that because this this whole america thing is a crazy thing we're not homogenous you know like we're not this is like this has never happened before like all these different people and like ideas in one area um so yeah, physical and, like, and also ideological yeah and like the last yeah. thing i'm gonna i'm gonna say is like i know like biden has to do all of this like we gotta reach over to the other side and you know we gotta end this divide in the country but i mean like listen these people just stormed the capital that's like somebody breaking into your house taking a dump on your kitchen floor and then spraying graffiti and pissing all over the walls and stuff like that. And then two weeks later, you're like, well, listen, you got to like, you know, see where that guy is coming from. Like, no. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, they just stormed the Capitol. Like, what do you mean we need to like, it's, it, it's funny as hell. Like, why is it always like the Democrats or the liberal side? That has to kind of like concede and like acquiesce and try to make peace with the other side, especially when you have a president for the last four years and then some everything bad with this country. He blamed Democrats, the left, this, the that. Like, it's not on us. I think like 70, like a majority of the American people in the popular vote. A majority of the people in electoral vote, both of those things, let you know who the majority in this country is, and it's about time that that other side starts acquiescing to us. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen, but uh, yeah. Well, don't let it happen. Don't let it happen. You know what's gonna happen? There's gonna be a whole generation of voters that are 14 now that are gonna be 18 in the next election. And then that are um, 10 now that are going to be 18 in the election after that. 
So you you I like like I keep saying the Republicans in general they need to get their house in order. And if you're gonna have this two party system, you become Trump's party and you gotta live with that. And it is it's going to be um left to be seen whether or not they decide to fix themselves and turn themselves back into that party where I could talk about, you know, like I talked about in the block seats when I'm like, well, you know, I would invite John McCain to my house. I would invite Mitch, Mitt Romney to my house. I would invite George Bush to my house. Like I wouldn't invite Donald Trump to my house. So maybe the next, per- the next person that they put up against Biden, or if he doesn't choose to run for reelection, puts up against Harris or whoever the Democrat nominee is in 2024, like, you got to make that person at least somewhere close to the the Republican Party before Trump poisoned it. That's my opinion. I'm not saying that's fact. That's how I feel. No, uh, just foreshadowing. That's 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 what they're saying. It's like uh, we just said drain the swamp all thing, but like drain the swamp of Republicans of the people that were pro Trump. Someone who wasn't pro Trump, she spoke. She spoke for Trump a lot of times. But they're saying that Nikki Haley is going to run in twenty twenty four. No, she didn't. She didn't speak for Trump. So people are going to say either she's going to. Um, uh, she said something for Trump. I saw it. To, to yeah, 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 we talked about it on early one early episodes, but um, uh, she said something yesterday. Oh, really? This yeah. is from some. This is from Monday. Oh, yes. All right. So what? I, well, never mind. But what I was gonna say was that uh, basically everyone from 2012 to 2016 are trying to come back, but tech, you know, most of the people all, like were spineless, and every single person became like Trump people. And now it's basically try, trying to figure out the um, body snatchers of like who, you know, for, for their side, like who is still like, you know, that, I don't know. Yeah, fuck them anyway. We'll, we'll figure out. I don't know. We can deal with it. Still, it's only been a day. You know, we're, we're already thinking about the next one because we're so insecure. I think we, never, we don't trust most of the country. So, like, well, like, insecurely, we're already, we're already thinking nah, that. Uh, I'm talking about the worst. next person because at the end of the day, like, the job ain't done like it's day one like you could say like i'm talking about biden i'm talking about harris like you could say all of this stuff but you still gotta get it done and just just to be fair like they have the authority to do it because it's a 50 50 congress and harris is the yeah for the first two years and harris is the dividing the deciding vote you have the House of Representatives. You have all three branches. So anything that doesn't get done, we can hold President Biden and Vice President Harris accountable for. So let's just remember that these next four years. All right. So what we've been doing uh, the last couple of weeks is uh, checking out ABC's uh, mainstay franchise, The Bachelor. Season 25. Uh, after 25 years, Shug decided to uh, check it out. So we're watching it now. Episode 3 aired this week. Shug, you watched it? Yeah, man. I watched it last night. 
It was like the first one that was um it was it was like kind of eventful to say the least. So it started off with a group date where they all <laughs> they all had to come out with like a I guess like Chris Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison, the yeah. the host, he's like a um romance novel writer, romance yeah, he, novelist. He 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 uses that whole thing where he's the guy who bangs your wife right after you get separated, and then she goes back to, him and he's the guy like you know he's that type of guy. Like, he's a creepy guy. I don't know he's a good guy, but you know he's kind of weird. Um, I don't know. do you like Chris? I don't like this guy. I don't like his vibe. I don't know yeah. enough about him to have him like an opinion. Hey, he seems alright to me man. now. Yeah, it seems he seems alright to me now. Apparently, he's, Mike's not a fan of Chris Harrison. No, I like him. I like him more than Chris Hansen. Because <laughs> Chris Hansen, you know, I like him more than that. But um, we're getting off topic now. Let's let's jump back into it. Come on. Yeah. So they started. So he's a romance novelist. <clears throat> so it starts off, and I think this was like a formula for, former bachelor contestant or bachelor winner. Um, this uh lady um i forgot her name it's unimportant um and she was like reading like an excerpt from his book so the 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 group date and the way these group dates are going is like they pick like eight of the women and have them go on this group date with matt and the rest of the the group, the the rest of the contestants, like they stay in a hotel and they basically like talk shit, um, while they're on this date. So, hen house. Yeah, I mean, it looked look like a hotel yeah. lobby to me. Um, like this little com- compound, but neither here nor there. Um, and she, she told them that the goal ordered the. What they had to do was to come up with their own romance ex- excerpt based on them and Matt. So everybody came up with their little like you know um, thing. Of course, they had to like bleep some of the stuff out because it was like explicit. Uh, but what you what do you think about that part, Mike? No, I was saying it was a hen house, like when like the cocks out. And all the women are like left by themselves. They're all bickering. That's what I meant by that. And I, I meant, yeah, it's a hotel. I meant like they're all, they keep all the other women there so they can bicker. Um, no, but yeah, we talked about a lot about fan fiction and like erotica. Um, I'm not a fan. Uh, I think it's weird. But uh, remember, we talked about shipping. It's kind of like that where like you come up with things. Uh, I know that, I know that who is, which character um well basically i'll say like the, the, the girl sarah right mm-hmm. she's kind of the one that was like um you know everyone was like focusing on oh, the way they edited it was that they were focusing on her yeah uh like they're saying the old women are jealous of her um that's the way it was presented yeah, because she went. You know, we she, she went on the little biplane with him. She had the date afterwards. Um, I think they. He kind of spent like the most time 
so far with her. I think the second most time he spent is with Bree that we talked about last week. Bree was like a deep Bree was a deep conversation, but like the date was very, very like because it was like kind of the first date, so it was kind of like at an outdoor event. Usually, hey, let's go on. Let's go on a first date. We'll do a blind date. Do like a rock climbing thing. Things you don't really get too serious. But shit, that went serious out of nowhere. And then they started talking about serious shit. Uh, so this one was more like you know. Then then everyone's attention was towards her. Uh, very different. Which I guess that's the point of the show. Like he has different uh, uh, interactions with because everyone's different, you know. Oh, so uh, we also have to like begin with the first part because it does go with that since you brought up Sarah. So, like I said last week, the episode end, ended on like a cliffhanger during the rose ceremony. Mm-hmm. And Sarah had received her rose. And then she like fainted in the beginning of this episode. And you know, a lot of girls in the house were like mad at that. They were like, oh, all right, like you, you got your rose already. So it's kind of like nerve wracking for the rest of the girls who didn't get roses yet. That she kind of like took that attention away. And then on top of that, of course, Matt being like the guy, like any of us, if we was the bachelors and one of the contestants, um, whether you're close to them or not, like you'd run over and be like, are you okay? Blah, 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 blah. So they, the rest of the girls in the house, they took offense to that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's basically like getting double time, you know, and, you know, d- double the amount of, uh, camera time too. What, you know, it's a TV show. Um, but yeah, what's your, uh, the next thoughts on your, on, on the episode? Like, uh, after that. Yeah, so, <laughs> This is kind of like a personal observation. Um, when you talk about like the hen house, uh, the girls that were, because it was like during the day. So it was kind of like, you know, the girls didn't have to get like, you know, if you weren't going on that group date, you didn't really have to get dressed and stuff like that. So they were kind of just like kicking it. And they were just wearing like their like sweats and they were kind of like dressed down and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, like all the girls. I was like, all the really fine girls on there, they wear glasses, and I don't know if I said it on the show before, like, that's that's my thing, like, I like girls that wear glasses, I also like, you know, girls that's, like, you know, pretty plain and stuff like that, I got, like, that natural beauty, so, like, that part was really, like, fun for me when they, you know, would bounce back from the group date to in the place, you know, back in the, the hotel, where these girls are just kicking it, and they like to me, they were gorgeous just in their like you know, sweats and wearing glasses and stuff like that. I think that's like fine, like, they, that's like that's it though. That's like the um, a fashion. Now it's like it looks like they're just like walking around when they're nasty ass sweats that they've been wearing for weeks. Hey, they probably been wearing them for fucking a week straight, but that's what they look now, you know. I think, but it takes it takes a lot for them to look like that, even in that state. That's the whole look. Like they dress like a forty-five-year-old uh, mom in like ninety-five. Like they, that's the new look now. Yeah. Yeah. Feel good though. Yeah, and then um, so Sarah's whole thing, like you kept on getting pulling Matt to the side, and you know she's kind of like, well, first she says like, you know, she's not like 
used to seeing somebody like she's interested in and has a connection with like them talking to other girls and spending time with other girls and other women and stuff like that. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at it. I'm like, you came on a show with 32 other women trying to get the same guy as you like, did you not think this was going to happen? Did you not mentally prepare yourself for the, you know, the, you know, 90% possibility that the guy on the show, even if you're attracted to him, might be attracted to somebody else. Like, at the end of the day, like, you're a contestant. Like, the show is about him and him trying to get to know everybody, even if he gets to know you and like you. And I think, like, Matt really, really liked her. And, but at the same time, like, there's a lot of girls in the house, like, a handful that he seemed to have had, like, a genuine connection with. Yeah. I'll give my point of view also from the TV presentation. I think maybe, like, if you get the answer wrong, to, like, pick her. <laughs> you know, like, the, the not the, that psychological thing where, like, all right. Hey, if, if you know, see these two, you know, guys and like, you know, one guy is looking at her, you know, that whole thing. Um, a lot of these women seem, you know, jealousy is a, you know, main thing. Um, that's from a TV point of view. So conflict is, is, uh, you know, what they want. So what about Serena? Oh, Serena C. Oh, oh. Serena P. Serena P. Serena P. Yeah. She's the only person on that named Serena. That's why I was like, what the hell is saying Serena P? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, wait, I don't know. Wait. I'm bugging. Wait, wait, wait. No, I'm lying. No, nah, she is the only person named Serena. I'm thinking of somebody else. Um, yeah, but for some reason they call her that. But she got the one-on-one date. No, I think it's a Serena C. She's like the Asian one. And then Serena P is the one from like Toronto. Oh, yeah. I noticed that. That's where I messed Canada. up. I had a like, I had a little overlap. Forgive me. Um, I thought so Ser- was Asian. Nah, she was from like California, yeah. like San Diego or okay. something. But Serena P that he went on the date with, um, she was cool. Like I, I, I liked her. I liked her vibe. She's, she's on my. I think I like had like a like an overlap because I think yeah, it's Serena C and Serena P. So I like both, but I really got to know Serena P. She's from Toronto, kind of like a petite chick. Um, she was the one that came with the stepladder in the first episode because I think Matt, he's like six five, six four, and like she seemed like she was like five, like two. Um, yeah. So I think they had like a really like nice little little date with the like donkeys and stuff like that. That was interesting. So yeah, she she's all my thing. I gotta. Make a little adjustment to my notes. I'm just I'm curious to see like if they're gonna like out of nowhere just one day just cut like three or four chicks or women contestants at the same time because unless I just want to prolong this all the way until like man like April or something like that because I mean that's the third episode. That's I know, but like usually it's like sixteen to eighteen, and like that's an extra like six weeks. I'm just wondering how this is gonna affect. Well, they're the support according to the next episode. They're adding like I think like five girls. Hmm. Yeah. What? What? Any updates on the um the villain of the season? 
Victoria, oh. Queen Victoria. So I was actually getting that. Anything to say about that? I was actually going to get that. Oh, yeah. So Victoria, so it's in the, so the, the main theme or the main story, I mean, it's a reality show, but you know, these things are manufactured, but the, the, the focus of the episode was on Sarah leaving and Sarah's dad has ALS formerly or is still now known as Lou Gehrig's disease because I think they found out like Lou Gehrig didn't ex- exactly have ALS. He had something else and that's why he died. Mm-hmm. But ALS is like a muscle disease and after a while it does kill you. And she she realized that, you know, she was, um, you know, there was very little time I mean, not very little time, but you don't know how much time you have left with your dad. And she just felt like conflicted. She was like, you know, I'm on a show and I'm getting like emotionally attached to Matt. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like my emotions are at home with my family because I don't know how much time I have left with my dad. And she just decided to... um leave and if you watch any reality show like i was watching a challenge um like i don't know if you know um leo rush from wwe he was actually a contestant on the challenge on mtv and he actually had to i didn't know that because of his um the the men the mental part of it and you know we on the show we talk about mental health a lot um so you clearly see like she was conflicted with staying there and she actually in the group date, um, Matt had gotten Katie. Um, she's the one I showed up in the first episode with the the vibrator. Uh, and I really liked her. He she interrupted her and like Victoria and the other girls were. Sarah came in and interrupted their date. Um, Matt and Katie's, and Katie left and then. You know, the girls, obviously led by Victoria, Queen Victoria, they were mm-hmm. pushing her like, no, that's your time with Matt. You better go in there and get her. I mean, you better get her out of there, blah, 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 blah. So she goes in there and gets out. And then later on in the latter part of the episode, um, her and Sarah talk privately. And she tells Sarah, like, you know what? Listen, I lost my dad in 2012. But so I, I understand what you're you're going through. And, you know, oh, like, you know, I, you have my support. Like, family comes first, this and the third. So I thought it was, like, cool that Katie had that um, one-on-one with her. But she ended up leaving and going home. But then when it was announced that like she was going home, like Victoria was like, "All right, bye." Like and I like she was clapping, and I'm just like, I sound like poor taste. Like she's leaving because like she misses her dad, or her dad, um, you know, is he's got this disease that kills you, and she doesn't know how much time. And I just thought that was like an extremely like poor taste. Um, so, you know, Victoria continues to be, yeah. you know, the, the conflict. Yeah, well, what I said on our uh, previous uh, update, 
uh, on the Bachelor was saying that is she doing a character, is she doing a shtick? Because I always come from that whole TV mindset. Um, and then not to drag someone in the mud, but today, like they, they're releasing all her like previous mug shots and shit yeah, like that. She's, she's had a history of like crazy behavior. I'll so me, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like doing a bit, don't you doing a bit, or are you just think you're you think you're the hero? If you think you're the hero in this situation, but you but then at the same time, uh, maybe they know they're doing a shtick. So now we talk about her, but uh, I think. I think some people are just a little nutty, you know. Yeah, man. So I don't know. Boy, the, she's you know d- definitely not the she's the you know the not the she's the antagonist, you know. And um, you know, producers are actually saying that this is uh, actually like not even because of like there's like less things on TV right now because things are back in production. Yeah. But uh, like ratings are up. Like they were on your, they were oh, I heard that they, saying, not nervous, but they were saying I like, heard that it was low the ratings for for the season. It was low. Well, well, they they assumed that it was going to be higher because there's less things on TV, oh. but there is more things on TV on on streaming and stuff. So you can't really like judge it on that. And it's like it's such an archaic form of you know because how'd you watch it? How'd you watch it? You watched it? No, you didn't watch it on Monday, right? No. You know, you know, you watch. No, nah, I watch it last night. There's different I, avenues. Yeah, I never. I don't really watch exactly. stuff. I don't watch That's stuff live anymore. Exactly, but, but I watch it on uh, on YouTube. I watch the clips on YouTube. So that's uh, how do you how do you tell if I watched it? My my view didn't count. You know, so that's a whole different. Yeah, story I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, I that. never know how like the. The 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 um Nielsen ratings and stuff like that um how it works with streaming and people recording on DVR and stuff like that, but you know the last thing or one of the last things I wanted to talk about um or that I that, that I had in my notes I was like you know Mike like I hate I hate people crying. Like, unless somebody died, I don't think... Unless somebody died or you're in, like, extreme pain, like, why are you crying? Like, I, boy, it was a lot of women crying, and I always... Like, that's one quality in women I hate. I don't like... Not in women in general. Not in women in general. That's ironic. And I don't so... like women... I don't like women that cry a lot. Like, I'm not saying that women cry a lot, but I don't like women who cry a lot. All right. Um... I think if I'm actually really, really sad, I don't, I wouldn't cry. I don't, you know, I would just be like, I can cry. You know what? No, I'll be, as a man, I'll tell you that I only cry if it's like I'm thinking about something as a kid, nostalgia stuff. If I'm watching a movie and I'm like, I remember myself as a kid, I'd be like, you know, I'll crying. But if something crazy happened, I'd be like, fight or fight, fight yeah. or fight. If something, if I think something, I, I get more like adrenaline gets pumping and I'm like, let's, let's go. Or let's do something, you know. Like I, I, the, I don't retreat. Like I'm all crying is more like when you're by, you know, retreating yeah. thing. And it's like one of that's the different. That's 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 different. One of the things I got on Matt uh, is like, oh man, like he's always like trying to like make every like trying to make them feel better. But I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, yo, if you was on a show with all of these women and like they started like showing emotion and stuff. They started crying or looked sad or depressed and stuff like that. Like you, 
like as as much as I don't like women crying, like I'll be like, oh, like you know, it's it's gonna be better, blah 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 blah. Like, I'd be doing weird shit, man. If I was on Bachelor, I'd be like, uh, all right, guys, I would do like fake mugshots of you know of myself, like you know how I said how Queen Victoria had mugshots, like like leave them out in the in different areas of the house, yeah. and if they notice it, like he was arrested for what. And see if they stick around. I'd be doing weird, like psychological uh, shit, like tor- I'm tormenting them, like um, just weird shit like that. No, nah, but you know, I was at, like, I would um, like, you know, they should have me on it. Like I said, every episode is gonna be me, like sub sub subliminally trying to like put myself off for the bachelor. But I was like, that first when I'm watching it, I was like that first like group date. I was like, you know, my first date. I would walk walk in, I'd be like, all right, we're shooting a porn. But then I'd be like, no, nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> like, just to get a, like, a laugh out of them, I'd be like, no, 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 like, this is a bit, like, you know, I'm planning to wake up with you for the rest of my life, so tell me how you, like, wake me up in the morning. And then I would be, like, the first group date. But who yeah. knows? Maybe. Oh, oh Maybe. hey, you, you're going to guess, you're gonna, that's a good, that's, that's actually pretty good. Hey. Psychological man, that's some deep shit, man. That is some that's that's some deep shit. Um, but hey, man, like you can always be like, then 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 you then when you're like making like, hey guys, we're gonna have a pottery uh contest, whatever. And then when you like you're holding the pottery and you like you go through a small like uh foyer and you're like, I wasn't kidding, we're gonna fucking shoot in the closet, okay? (laughs) You can always say, no, I'm kidding again, I'm kidding again, you know, kidding, I'm kidding. And then you always be like, if they're into it, then. Uh, what's that from again? Oh yeah, uh, if you ever seen the movie um, "Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead," yeah. one of the greatest lines Favorite. ever. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Movie. So he, you know, goes, he goes, yeah. He, yeah. So oh yeah, we were talking about this. I forgot. Yeah. So he's like, um, oh, um, you know, hey, you know, like he's like he's the guy's picking up um, Christian Applegate's character's boss. Who they've been on and off with for years. They're both professionals, they're older. And then uh, he hits on Christian Applegate. And he's like, hey, he's like, uh, let's go out there, you know, like, if not, he goes, like, hey, let's do this, you know. Um, and he hits on her and stuff at, during lunch. And um, he basically says, I date other women. And if not, I'm kidding. You should try to have her very tender. <laughs> What's the exact quote? Oh, man, I should know this by heart. Um, try the try the steak, very tender. And, uh, and he's like, if not, I was kidding. I'm you know, I'll, I'll clip it in right now. I I I use that before, but it's like uh, basically saying, um, hey, let's hey, let's have sex together. And he goes, or if not, I was kidding. <laughs> he basically says that you know, yeah. try the whatever, very tender. I'll send it to you right now. Yeah, my. Yeah, but my last, my last thing is like if I was on, if I was Matt, I'm not saying me and Matt have the same taste in women or we look at the same, we don't we look for the same qualities in women. But like my number one in the first episode, I think she kind of went down in the second episode, but in the third episode she went back to the top of my rankings, like. Katie, like Katie, if I was on our show, I'd have picked her. Like, show would have been done. Like, I like her. 
Like she's awesome. Like she showed up the first one with like the vibrators. Like, you know, I've been in quarantine for 14 days and you know, I had to use this to like preoccupy my time, blah 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 blah. And I would have been like, yo, that's bold and it's funny as hell. That shows me that you got personality and you know I don't you know, not many women are funny to begin with, and she's rare in that regard. And then in a third episode, like talking to Sarah and being like, Listen, like my dad died. Um if you need to spend time with your father like you should go home but if you stay here you have my support like that spoke volumes about her to me i don't know if that's what you gonna pick but like so far three episodes and that's all i like well the whole thing with katie uh i get it girls are funny but i like i'm i'm already thinking about myself in the future let's say this actually like if i'm with her and we have like a little scuff and I'm like, I'm like making something like in the, I'm in like the kitchen and I'd be like, how many fucking dollars you want? Huh? Yeah. I'd be like, an old weird, like an old weird with her. Like, huh? Like, cause like, you know, in my mind, I'm, you know, men are insecure. You know, a lot of people are sexually insecure. You know, sometimes I'd be like, huh? Bring a dildo to my fucking, you know, like, bring that up. And I'd bring that up. Cause that's, that, that's, I'm different than you. You're like more open to that. You think it's a funny thing. But I'd be like, you brought that to me? Trying to embarrass me? That whole thing. No, I'm being like, I'm kind of on square. But you know what I'm saying, though. Like, like All right. I turn I'm going to marry a girl. I'm going to marry a girl who brings a fucking dildo to my fucking, you know, that whole thing. Um, I told, I told you, MJ, that's just from looks. All right, Phil, all right, Phil Spector. <laughs> Phil Spector. Uh, not rest in peace. Rest in fucking hell. Um, yeah, but you know, like, um, I like MJ just from looks and stuff. I, you know, you can't really tell, like, oh, yeah, like MJ, on. MJ had like a lot more, she had more, a lot more, um, talk time or screen time than the first two episodes. And it's one. funny though, like, um, yeah, I mean, it's gonna, it's, I mean, like, they're gonna get more and more, they might have like specials too, um. Another thing that happened um, as we record, um, there's a lot of like talks of already Bachelorette, the next season, you know, mm-hmm. and that they already filmed this. This is already done pretty much. Uh, they already filmed the Bachelor pretty much, and they're already saying that uh, there's like they're gonna, they they usually like to pick someone who didn't win, which is kind of a spoiler, uh, but. The dildo lady is like actually like in like the works. So like they're saying that she's like has personality, but who know? I don't know. This I don't know if it's actually official yet. But um, since like you know that's a that's a that's a bold choice. You know, it's a the personality. They usually do pick someone who everyone wants them to win, but they don't. And sometimes like a season will end mid season, and they'll bring someone else on. So they're they're saying that since such a long season uh and you're i didn't know this like you're saying they, they, they're gonna add more people i didn't see that part of the episode but that might mean that some more people drop out um he might actually just like leave and then they bring someone else in it's like one of those series that cause i'm a big big brother fan and that happens all the time so um this might be this is gonna go on for the rest uh until one year anniversary probably so we'll see all right. 
So, uh, Shug, uh, we watched uh, Tiger, the new documentary, two-part documentary on HBO, HBO Max. Um, it was long, you know, they, they broke it down into two parts because it's about like three hours. Uh, it's based off of uh, a biography of Tiger that came out a few years ago. Uh, the writers of the book actually worked on the documentary. So it was basically like a, uh, it complements the book. It's like a companion piece to it. Part one basically focuses on like the first half of Tiger's life uh, up until a certain point. And it's very about uh, him be uh, becoming the dominant golf figure that we grew up knowing. And the second half gets more into uh, later, the last like 15 years of his life where I had a lot of uh, like tabloid, uh, some people call it maybe like the down downward spiral of uh, the, the public figure Tiger and then the man Tiger. Uh, but basically, there's a there's a point in time where they did, uh, you know they distinguish the difference between part one and two. Uh, I like part one. Uh, I know we talked about it earlier. Uh, you found part two more fascinating. Maybe um, uh, a lot of people are saying that part one is just more about just like uh, like the sport of golf and kind of the just very straightforward. Like this is what uh, happened with Tiger. Uh, I found it interesting because it reminded me a lot of a lot of other sport figures, American sport figures. Uh, what, so, uh, what about you? What was your immediate uh, response to uh, watching the Tiger? Oh, like I think the first one was kind of like the rise of Tiger Woods, and then the second one was like the fall of Tiger Woods. Because even the first one, they kind of like gave it out like Marvel movie like post credits um teaser for the next episode in having like um Rachel Yucatel like um coming in and sitting down I was like all right so what are we talking about and then like it's like all right you know tune in next week blah 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 so yeah, that's here. that's the stuff yeah. I was interested in because you know you grew up you know, and and again, it's kind of like the um, the CC Sabathia thing. It's like you know, it, it's weird to see these sports documentaries, and watching them, and you're like, all right, like I remember that, like I was alive for this. So I remember this happened in high school. I remember this happened when I was in college. I didn't remember that as clearly as they stated here. So that was my thing, and like a lot of it, it's like um. I don't think he was really, I don't think he was involved. I think even like the interview parts with him were stuff like from like other, um, maybe other stuff like he recorded with HBO. Um, but I, it got me thinking about like, you know, the, again, the CC Sabathia, the, the, um, last dance with the Bulls and Michael Jordan as like, these documentaries where it's just, it tells the whole story. It don't like, it's not there to like slander them, but at the same time, it ain't there to like glorify him. It's like, here, this is Tiger. You come to your own conclusions about him and stuff like that. Right. Well, part one, um, basically what I got from it, it's kind of like humanizing the person of like how, how, you know, cause early memory of like watching sports. Um, I remember just seeing on a weekend, like golf would be on in the background at like a, an event, like a family thing or whatever. And I just see like, you know, Tiger with, you know, the red 
it was probably like 97 and that's where uh around that time he had the his first big victory which is we'll get into but i also remember watching like you know snl and the weekend update and they talked about tiger and his dad and like a lot of the jokes was that his dad would be in the background earl uh, earl woods would be like watching and then they kind of were saying that he's kind of like the mastermind behind him uh which you know in the first part when you watch uh basically they're saying uh from when he was a toddler all the way up to uh that climax of him winning augusta the masters uh, was kind of all the plan they keep talking about the plan and mm-hmm. the plan kind of dictated like his whole uh upbringing and maybe that foreshadows what happens later on a lot of people who uh grow up in that environment not even like celebrities just people who get, grow up in like i compared it also to people um who from like day one are like okay she's gonna be a cellist like so or an olympic mindset like uh like the eastern block uh, during the olympics like a prodigy like, prodigy and like everything focuses on that like, you can't uh divert anything uh away from the plan and the goal I mean, the goals were achieved. It's kind of it's like Michael Jackson too. Like Michael Jackson, yeah. he didn't really have like once, like Joe Jackson saw that like he could sing and goddamn like he could fucking sing. Um, I think we all know that. Like he didn't really have a childhood, and that's why when he grew up, like he kind of tried to get in all that stuff that you know he missed out when he was a kid, and that's why it seemed like weird as shit to us like seeing him do it as an adult but he was just like you know i I miss out on my childhood i think like with tiger um you can't really like um can't really like defend infidelity or give like a reasoning for infidelity but i think the fact that like he wasn't able to have you know like they had his his high school girlfriend where, like, they were dating for, like, three years, and, like, they abruptly ended on his, um, they, he abruptly ended the relationship on, like, a letter to her that, you know, when she read it out loud, like, it seemed like a letter that was, like, prepared by, like, him, his mom, and his dad, because I think, like, he came home from college, and, like, his parents were, like, furious that, like, he spent three days with her before, coming home to them and then they were like all right you're too attached to this woman like you're still you you like because i think he was still an amateur then he wasn't even on the pga tour um i think it was like freshman or senior uh first beginning of college yeah so um they're looking at it it was like all right you're too attached to this girl you know what happens you're gonna get her pregnant or you're gonna wanna marry her and then you wanna quit this golf thing. So his parents are really like controlling and the thing I I didn't really see in the first one in the first part was like, you know, they kinda mentioned like his mom a lot, but nobody they didn't really like give her like too much um attention. The only thing they said was like she was kinda like the disciplinarian. And like Earl was kind of like the, you know, his his buddy, you know, like his best friend and stuff like that. Yeah, he had a lot of roles. Uh, his father Earl, like the uh, dynamic was he was buddy. He's also you know he was a father, uh, and he was also his teacher. You know, it's like three roles that that's that's uh, usually um, someone in that type of upbringing. Um, 
when that force isn't there anymore, like things go awry. You you just see things. His uh, maybe his focus was lost when in at, in part two it's post uh, his father dying. Uh, that's kind of where they like delineate like they break it down kind of like that. And because um, that was 2006, his father died, and then uh, the tabloid got into it in like 2009. Yeah, and, and then it, you know they also mentioned like their relationship in the years preceding his death was kind of like strained. Like he kind of started to see um, Earl for, you know, I guess like, you know, like when you're growing up, like you see your parents and like, you know, just you put them on this pedestal and stuff like that. And you only see the good things about them, about them. And he was seeing like his dad going, you know, going off into this van or whatever and having sex with these random women when they were on golf they were away on golf tournaments and stuff like that. And you kind of like ignored it. But then when you become an adult and you're like, Oh, all right, now I understand what was going on. Like, okay. And on top of that, you're controlling my life, blah, 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 blah. And one of the things he, he said was like, or, or what, um, a family friend said that was said by Tiger to Earl in like this big argument that they had was like, you know, I needed you to be a father and you weren't a father. And I think uh, what a lot of people, it sounds like you don't want to have like a distant relationship with your children and you don't want to have a distant relationship with your parents. But at the same time, you can't be your parent. Your parents can't be like your best friend. Like they got to be your parent. And I think that's where he, 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 that relationship was lacking. And that's why, unfortunately at the time of his death like they weren't as close as they had always been because he started to see the bad parts of his father right and going back to the letter uh it felt like a precursor to uh like a press release that they would like that was like they felt like a press release that they would send out like regarding like something that happened like eventually with the uh, national Enquirer and everything like the press release that was uh that was made and and sent out it felt very very um uh like even when he was an amateur and even when he was still like adolescent uh everything was like leading up to being in the spotlight and and with the father uh later in the 90s when uh earl started being more brazen about like his affairs and stuff it's kind of like tiger had to do the same thing that they did with him when his relationship with his girlfriend was getting in the way where he had to compartmentalize now tiger he had to like cut you off now you're out you know like yeah like yeah and he did that with uh like his wife okay i need you this time he's very controlling very very yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. like he didn't know you're my wife divide his yeah. his time and his attention and then and just still like, be yeah. like the best golfer in the world yeah so you, uh, this is my golf time i need you here like his caddy was like his like what something like a like a partner i need you here this is when I. This is when I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. With my wife. Thought, I need your love. Wow. And then yeah. And then like the girlfriend. She's like, be here in Australia, be here in Vegas. I need you here. And I think it's very very like self centric. Obviously, you know. Yeah. Because you know. I, I like remember him like firing his um his caddy, mm-hmm. and I remember that being like a big story. And like, let me tell you, like I never really was like a huge like golf fan. Like let me tell you, the the way I got into it was um 
when I was in college, I had my PlayStation 3 at the time, and we went to, like, GameStop, and we got Tiger Woods Golf, like, 11 or something like that, and we would get together, and we would play it, like, um, we would play it all the time, like, shout out my boy Shane, uh, Chris, uh, Cali, Cody, if, if you're listening, like, we all used to get together, and we, we would play, like, you know, like, for some golf and like you know play nine holes but yeah usually nine holes because like we didn't have like time like that and that's how i got into golf and then i started understanding the game and i started paying attention to it but when he fired his caddy i knew that like people made that a big deal and i'm thinking you know that's just dude that carries his clubs like i didn't even know like you have like a specific guy for that like i always thought it was like each tournament like it's whoever like the whoever the the venue or tournament like assigns to you i didn't know like that somebody specifically have, but that's something i learned and i remember it being a big deal but then from hearing him and it's like yeah like i knew this guy for 13 years he was the best man at my wedding you know we had a lot of like close conversations and stuff like that so you know he said tiger i'm talking about he needed some time off because I think, like, the overall theme of the whole thing was, like, Tiger's, like, this golf god, and gods don't, you know, they they don't have human, they, they don't feel things like humans, and they don't deteriorate like humans, and, like, bo- Tiger's body started to, like, deteriorate, and you come to find out um, part of the reason for that was because like for some reason he was like training with like navy seals and they were like basically beating the shit out of him um well i guess because he was it wasn't also um they said maybe a form of him trying to bond with his father after he died because his dad was uh special forces i believe yeah so obviously a lot of the training he had growing up uh and his upbringing was very very uh military you know military fathers yeah, and then I, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know if that was like the um, I don't know if maybe that was his intention to like go there and like you know get beat up and stuff like that and put his body through physical stuff like that so that his body could deteriorate and like he would have a reason to quit. It's like, yo, like my body can't take this anymore, like blah blah blah, blah. you know what I'm saying? Maybe that was the reason that was his out, other than straight up like retiring because then in his eyes he's probably like all right i'm a quitter and like i think that was something too with his mom too like his something i think that was said like his mom um was it tita i forget well again they didn't really talk about it a lot exactly but like i think that's one of the things they did say like his his mom really was like oh like you know like if you quit or something like that like i you know she she physically disciplined him this is when he's a kid um but yeah he 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 needed time he told the caddy that he needed some time off to recuperate and the caddy was like all right cool just one year ready to come back like let me know and then a couple of weeks later uh, another friend of his um requested him to caddy for him at a tournament and for whatever reason i don't know too much about golf so i can't speculate tiger said was initially fine with it and then just about when, you know, the guy was getting ready to leave for the tournament, he was like, all right, like, if you go, like, you're fired. 
And suffice to say, like the guy was like fired. I mean, and he said he said that wasn't even Tiger. I told him not. It was like Tiger's people. So it's like, you know, it's like if me and you like did this show and I'm like, all right, Mike, like, um, you know, I right, I'm moving out, right? So yeah. I'm like, Mike, like, yeah. we, we can't do the show this week. Like going um like just wait for me. I'm gonna do something like like wait for me and then when we come back we'll start again and then like you find somebody else to do the show with, right? You do the show or I find out that you're gonna do the show with somebody else. <laughs> you find I, out. And I hit yeah. you up and I hit you up yeah. and I'm like or you tell me that you're gonna think and I give you the okay mm-hmm. and you do it. No, no, um, I give you the okay and just about when you're about to like set up and turn the show on, I'll text you and I'm like, Mike, if you do the show with like this other guy, like I'm done. Yeah. You know well, what yeah. I'm saying? I was yeah, I get it. That's funny. But then, uh with the uh the caddy thing, um yeah, that was weird, not weird, but it, it was kinda like caddy swapping. <laughs> yeah. At first he's cool with it, and then when it's actually about to happen, he he got he, cold feet. He, he was like, cold. No, 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 that's my caddy. That's my caddy. <laughs> or it's even worse if I had like a third party person text you and be like, all right, well, you're all right, Shook's not doing Shook Me the Moon because you work with somebody else. It's like, all right, like me and you know each other. We've been through this thing. We've known each other for some years now. I'm like, we could have that conversation. The fact that like your caddy had that, con- you, you had other people fire your caddy, like it showed you how like detached he was from like personal relationships or how like, um, I don't know. Maybe he was just like possessive, like yeah, yeah, possessive of all his women and all. Uh, yeah, I wrote down a special relationship with his caddy. That was like, uh, I kind of learned that later on. I know, like, uh, like in like Seinfeld, like in like Curb, like he always like golf is it's like a, like a religion to them, you know. Like in the caddy, like kind of a real special like tips, like giving golf tips is like it's not just like a regular sport, which is I'm gonna get into too, where it's a sport, but it's also like a social gathering and that's something that was talked about in part one where like he had to to use a military word infiltrate like this whole society uh like a fraternity that was that is like a figurative and like a literal manifestation of like uh america which i'll let me get into that in a minute but i also mentioned how his uh his upbringing was very uh akin to like olympic training or like the celloist uh Music, classical music where it's very very strict um so i brought up how it reminded me of that and this not similar in the sense that um just in the fact that it was like a prodigy and uh an american story uh mike tyson kind of reminded me of too where mike tyson <clears throat> later in his life like when he was a teenager uh he uh uh he under the tutelage of his uh, coach, which was as a special thing, you know, like we said, the caddy is like a, a unique experience for a golfer, like the bo- boxers coach, uh, trainer, yeah, is very special. And um, when my Tyson's uh, trainer passed away, he and then he changed like, that's kind of like where like, uh, Mike Tyson was like the golden boy, everyone loved him. Oh, Mike, you know, that. And then at one point in time, like if you made a part one and part two of him, it would be post that. And then kind of like everyone kind of uh, saw him differently. And they uh, they kind of call, call that his downward spiral, Tyson. 
Mm-hmm. That kind of, you know, it's different, but also reminded me of that because it's a very unique story. Um, I always call it like, uh, I always see something special in that. You can know, all say Jordan too. It reminds me of Jordan. Yeah. Um, just like breaking grounds. And um, we also can talk about uh, another relationship. He's not in it though, but they talk about Phil Mickelson. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't realize that Tiger was from California. But then thinking about it, I remember when I was a kid, they used to always show him on like uh, talk shows. And uh, there's a clip, like the famous clip I've seen for like 20 years ago with um, him, uh, Tiger, uh, knocking down uh, putting. Have you ever seen that clip? Like prior to this, they used to always show that. And it's kind of like the his first appearance in the public eye. And of course, because it was like Southern California. And uh, Mickelson was kind of... Um, another target where it's like all right you have to you have to overcome this and you 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 know you you beat him like it was kind of like a goal and he has a whole list of goals and he does them all uh and then from there where do you go and it's not like a sport like basketball where you you know at a certain age you're tired just people that play golf until they're like you know you know 80 you know what's his name uh because like his goal was to break jack nicholas Jack yeah, like he played until he was like 80. Record of of majors and Tiger as of now he has I think 15 or 16 and the goal is 19. Like I always remember when I used to watch Sports Center before I used to get into golf. I mean before I actually started following golf like casually. Like I rem- I do remember him talking about the number 19 like a lot. Like he kept on 19, 19, 19, and everybody's asking him, it's like, you know, um, because I think it's only four, it's four majors, right? It was like the US Open, the British Open, the Masters, and then first one. Um, there's a fourth one. So it's like there's only four of them a year. So you're lucky if you win like one. So Tiger in his first couple years, like he was knocking them down, like it was nobody's like business. But um, oh, okay, I got it. It's the U.S. Open, Open Championship, PGA Championship, and the Masters. Masters, is, I think, always kicks off the season. I think it's in April. That's always yeah, like the first yeah, one. Yeah, it's usually on like Easter. Um, it's usually on Easter weekend. Obviously, this past year they had to postpone it because of the pandemic, and I think this year they played it in like August. But, um. Point is, yeah, he always had that goal. I think he still has that goal to to pass it. But, you know, I, I think that was one of the things they also highlighted, the fact that, like, he enjoyed – he's he's enjoying the game now. Like, he never used to, like, um, fraternize with, like, the people uh, he was, like, coupled with. Like, now he's starting to do that. He's starting to smile more. Like, he's got his kids. Like, I remember, like, just recently the other day, they were showing his, oddly enough, you talk about that, that him putting, and I think that was on, like, uh, Bing Crosby or Bob Hope uh, show or something <laughs> like that. Um, The other day, I had his son. His son is, like, dressed just like he is. You know, the black slacks, the black hat, the red shirt. And like he's 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 like um hitting drives and stuff like that, like next to him, and they kind of showed like the side by side. And it was it was like a cute thing to see. So 
that's where Tiger is now. Like he and and 2019, he won the Masters like for the first time in like almost a decade, and it was it was really like out of nowhere. And I think they showed it in in the um in, in the documentary where like he um I think he started off slow, but he 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 like surged back into the game and like. It's crazy. It's one of them things like in sports, you always think there's some kind of like divine intervention. And it's like the guys, the four guys, like he was on the the last hole with, like all of them hit like water hazards. And it's like, he's the only one that cleared the water hazard. And it's like, wow, like he's really going to do this thing. And he did it. But um, we'd be remiss if we don't talk about like the women. So I got into, like, the thing about it is, like, I remember, like, it was all of these women and, like, a whole bunch of them was, like, Pino stars, too. Like, uh, escorts. It was escorts. Um, but I was saying, like, I knew the, the, the Pino stars because this is, like, chicks and, like, shit I was watching in high school. Like, you know, like, Brad and it's funny. <clears throat> Naughty America and stuff like that. So I knew those women. So then, like, the racial you could tell and, um... All of that, I didn't know, but uh, it is funny though. We're big always sunny fans, right? And they kind of talked talked about that. Remember, uh, Alvin, you know, Elvin from uh, from uh, Cosby Show, you know, and they started saying like he like I'm in defeat stuff. That whole thing it yeah. became like very, you know, everyone started joking around about that, and it came this came out the same around time with Elliot Spitzer with the uh, we talked about that I think once the Madam Nine or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. Or client, you know, yeah. So. It was it played out in tabloids. It played out in comedy, um, and part two kind of you know delved into that and saying like you know we you know he's still a person you know and it's affected family you know like, yeah um and it was funny as hell because you know people were watching it before I got to look at it and they're talking about it on Twitter and it was like Tiger really like blew up his whole life for Darlene from Roseanne I like I, I was like all right no nah, no nah. then I'm watching the show and I'm like this is like she really fucking looks like um like Sarah Gilbert like she, she looks like Darlene from Roseanne and I'm like the 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 Perkins waitress like he <laughs> and like the National Enquirer dude he was funny as hell because he was like it's just funny how they operate that they're just like all in your like their your business is literally their business like they they're there waiting for you to like do something stupid and like they got them but golf is an international sport and it's very popular in um the crown you know places that are like, like australia britain um a lot of places like that and national Enquirer. uh and uh, Rupert Murdoch, you know, they, they, I know like in America, you had like tabloids going way back to like the thirties where they would like take pictures of like, they would set a, someone up with like a, a girl and they would like take photos and like blackmail people like in Hollywood, early Hollywood. Um, yeah. But like they made this into a billion dollar industry. And then it came over to America more uh, prominently when Rupert Murdoch came over here, like in the eighties with Fox and the post and Fox news. And it's crazy. Like those uh, yeah. stuff came out like periodically and it's like, today i mean well i think they were kind of like getting off the ground when the whole tiger um scandal came out but now today it's even bigger with like tmz where Mm -hmm. it's like with the internet it's up like 
Kobe dying, right? I remember mm-hmm. like when Kobe passed away, which I think is I don't yeah, know, yeah, first year ago. Like I just remember the day the first people I put it out is TMZ because they always I mean they actually did it just a couple weeks ago with Tanya Roberts from that 70s show mm-hmm. and of you kill. Like, I mean, eventually she ended up dying like a day later, but they kind of like prematurely put out this information. I didn't believe it, but they're so like, it, it's so instantaneous. Like you, you can't be caught like slipping. Like once you, once our centers out there, they're like hounds, like they got to find stuff. And they have a, a, probably a whole archive of like shit on people. And then if you get famous, like more famous, or if you do something, they had this whole like, uh, and they look through it and they go, ah, oh, we have this. And then I know that'll pop up. And then, you know, the grease palms, you know, like, you know, a lot of them are like, like TMZ, I think he's like a lawyer and stuff. So he knows a lot of people in like the, uh, like, like police, you know, you know, like a lot of people like that, like legal um, hookups. So yeah, it's like crazy. Um, what else about the, uh, like, well, you know, I don't know. Uh, I'm thinking yeah. about the whole Vegas trips again. Like he would party with like Michael Jordan, Barkley. Like these are, these are like, that's a crazy uh, little crew right there, you know. The goat. I mean, yeah. who who can you learn from? Because <laughs> yeah. Tiger Woods was like he he's he's the Michael Jordan of golf. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nobody with that kind of like following, no that not that type of like influence on the game as Tiger Woods had. I think like that. I think that's funny because like we, we're gonna before we wrap it up, we're gonna get into the race thing. But I think mm-hmm. that's what happened with golf like golf was always like this old white guy sport and then you got this young black like he, he's i know he he came out with like cablin asian blah 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 blah, blah. Asian, but listen yeah. motherfucker like america will tell you what you are and they definitely told him what he was so you got this black man that's what he was coming into golf and just dominating and you know whereas like you know, think of how like hockey is reported on Sports Center. It's like, yeah, they'll, they'll show a highlight here or there, but that's probably how golf was before. Like, they had like a golf highlight here, golf highlight there. They probably didn't even have like golf analysts on the show talking, but now you got like a Tiger Woods in here and his, you know, your leading Sports Center talking about Tiger Woods. Um, He's on the 18th hole of Augusta. Like, we're going to spend 10 minutes on this. We're going to talk to all these different people. Blah, blah, blah. And so you brought in that attention to the sport that wasn't there before. And it was undeniable. And I think that's why he was accepted into it. But I think that's the same reason why when his downfall happened, like, they also started treating him like he was, like, a, a, a child like I don't know how you felt about it but the part because I didn't I never I, I never um I didn't recall a part where his um I mean not him but his, the the CEO or the chairman of like Augusta um where the masters is being held like he basically like scolded him like he was a little boy, and we're talking about Tiger Woods. He was like a grown ass, like thirty something year old man at that point, and he's talking to him. He's talking about him like he's a child, 
And it was like the most racist shit. I, I like I was just waiting for him to say, like, you know what? Like back in our day, like we used to like we we would we would string somebody up like that. Like I it sounded I, like like his whole thing, it sounded like that's where he was going. And I think the part about it too that pissed a lot of people off, especially um white people and fans of golf is like the fact that literally all of these women were like white women. Like it's if if like some of them were black, some of them were white, I think like nobody would have gave it as much steam. But the fact that like he's married to this European this European supermodel looking blonde and he's cheating on her with all of these blondes, all of these brunettes, but all of them are white. Da-da-da-da. Like that that rubbed them the wrong way. And the other thing is like his wife, like his wife is actually not like just, like they they made it seem and I remember when he got married, they made it seem like she was like a nanny of like his friend and that's how they came to be. But like she's actually like um I think like her mother is like an accomplished author over there where she's from and her uncle is like the like ambassador from there so she's not really from like she's not just some like model that became a nanny or something like that like she she's dignified she had she had status uh okay so i wrote down a lot of words of course golf um is a solo sport and pretty much like normal person you compete against yourself that's like who you're really competing against you're like you're uh you compete against yourself but with tiger you have this whole dynamic where he's you know he's competing against society because you know augusta is like a uh represents like also uh, golf is also uh, like an outing like a country club um fraternity you hang out with like your buddies you do business deals uh for a lot of like higher uh, higher class people this is like a, their sanctuary and this is another interesting thing with tiger because we're going to talk about the racial uh like he he was invited oh we let you into augusta you know like so do what you know like hey watch yourself you're here because if we let you here right mm-hmm. you're, you're good you're yeah, good yeah, yeah. You, you don't have to stay here uh and um you know so it's selective uh it's you know like uh it's very it's very class uh, dynamic like it's very selective and everything and uh he had like that's another thing he had to worry about like can't you can't rock the boat too much mm-hmm. um and obviously uh we can talk about how he was being selective where he's like oh i'm caucasian caucasian black asian um and you can obviously speak to this more uh like you can't be you can't pick america just want to decide oh no you're, you're you're a black guy you know like that that's kind of another thing that they were put they were like uh, presenting in this docu uh and they show a clip of wanda sykes that they show the stand yeah, they, they, like, they, uh, they splice like a couple different like comedy acts so yeah they did yeah yeah so basically like oh yeah oh they'll you know if something happens they'll decide you know um so that's that was in part one early on and it kind of foreshadowed like, later on how he would be uh you know presented in like the tabloids and everything so what did you what did you feel about that Like, I mean, he got that DUI arrest um, in 2017 and then bounced back to win Augusta, like like I said, two years after that. 
and even then it kind of like you know all of his incidents like i think that that um i think i even said it at the time too when the whole thing with the the um crashing his car into the tree um and the wife you know beating the car or breaking the glasses with the golf club stuff i was like oh well tiger you a black man now um but i think his his father's family his father's friend um i can't remember his name but he was like the black guy like he's his his one quote was my one main takeaway from the the whole thing because he put it so like he 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 made it so clear in uh america not even really even america but just like the world in general it's like this crab barrel and you know how people talk about crabs once one climbs to the top of the barrel somebody's there to like you know they're gonna try oh, yeah. to pull you down yeah and like he was talking about how you know the same people that watched them rise to the heights of being like the greatest golfer in the world they were the same people that wanted to keep him down when you know his whole infidelity stuff came out they tried to keep him down and then when he rose back up guess what now they're rooting for him again um but you know i was just how it is and it's it's unfortunate that like he he had to live the life like that but i think like now that he grew up to see his father as what he was and now that he's a father and i think he's i think the 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 body the the different injuries to his body and then the um controversial stuff you know dui um the infidelity stuff like that i think now that he's gotten a second chance where he could just be you know because when golf comes on now like you got all of these different people you got your rory mcelroy who's like one of my favorite golfers you got um dustin johnson um i can't really name them off the top of my head right now i'm a little tired but you got all these different people where tiger's kind of like one of the guys and like if he does win it's like a big deal and that's cool and I think, like, the takeaway now is that, like, now with his daughter and his younger son, and it looks like his younger son wants to be in the golf game, now he could probably take a different approach now knowing how his parents dealt with him and the different demons that kind of, like, took over his life when he became a famous golfer. Now he could be more of a positive influence to his son. And one of the things he said was... um in one of the clips from like an interview he had, I think when he started coming back, they, they asked him, it was like, how are you going to deal with this with your kids? And he's like, you know, well, listen, it's obviously going to be everywhere. Um, It ain't that hard to look up. You can just look up on a Wiki, his Wikipedia page and you can see his whole history. So he said, you know, it's going to be a tough conversation, but it's going to be a conversation to be had with his kids. So I think he understands the part about the, um, he understands the part about uh, of um the the maturity aspect of it um and you know his i think his wife didn't 
His wife didn't deserve none of this at all. I think everybody tried to paint her out as like a gold digger, like at the time. But I mean, watching this documentary and getting to know her, I think like she genuinely like cared for him. She had two kids with him, blah, blah, blah. And like she was sitting there waiting for him to like fuck up. Like that's usually what gold diggers do. It's like, all right, like I'm marrying this dude with all this cash, blah, 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 blah. Like I'm waiting for the for him to mess up and then I'm going to like, you know, make off with the bag. Yeah. And a lot of the things um, <clears throat> that I was saying too about um, comparing it to other figures, sports figures, uh, it's also just in general, and especially America, you know, uh, when they see you rise, they want to watch you rise and they want to watch you fall and they want to see you rise again. That's like kind of like, they kind of talked about it in like South Park that one time. Uh, but it was like, I see Mike Tyson where he had a rise and then like he got turned into like a like a like a heel character and then in the last like 10 years he's had like a his comeback now he's more open to he talks about all the things that he used to talk about that he used to do and he's more open he's like you know he's emotional he had his one-man show uh and now you're saying Atari is like he's being more vocal now um being more open about uh less less protective and I guess almost like humanizing him like people are that's what they want to see like in, in, in our society now um there's another uh, golfer too, John Daly. You've heard of him, right? Yeah, yeah. He was, yeah, he was like the alcoholic and um, he was on like a lot of the HBO uh, sports stuff where like he was like living in the van and stuff like that. And he had to come back for a while. And then, so it's kind of like, um, it's just this, this uh, theme that runs in sports and just like celebrities and public figures. That's like kind of, you know, how it goes now. Um, so, yeah. And um I mean, a lot of the interviews they had in in the with the the women. Oh man, I wish there was a three part documentary on me about saying I was a god in bed. <laughs> like a mere a mere, I'm a mere mortal. I can't be in bed with you. How am I gonna? How is any other man gonna com- compare to you? Marriage yeah. saying that that's pretty wild. But yeah, any other final thoughts about the? Uh, I'm getting into that. Yeah, let's do the final thoughts. All right, final thoughts. Uh, for episode thirty six. Uh, this week. Uh. We wrap it up basically we're saying we had the inauguration um yet i still see on the news people refusing to admit like the election you know was fair and everything i think i just saw Rand paul was saying oh no i'm not gonna say it wasn't stolen like things like that like it's still going on and uh there's it's like it's still lingering uh, and i think i said this for the, over the last few weeks that uh, ever since the election that it's not it's gonna keep going on and uh even though trump is like off social media He's still like getting his like, getting his uh, word out there, and it's just the toxic. It's still the toxic. The toxic shit is still coming out through other outlets, because uh, everyone else is like infected already. Um, the, you know, figuratively. Uh, yeah, it was a uh, it was a special thing to watch. You know, uh, I didn't really get to watch it live. I just watched the clips. Um, of course, Shug, uh, especially now, like you're you're tired of it, but hey, I love the Bernie memes. Makes me feel good. Uh, makes me feel real good. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're gonna it's gonna keep going on. Uh, we always talk about the first hundred days. Uh, the first like hundred minutes, they're already trying to do stuff on Wednesday, you know. So we'll just see what keeps going on with that. Uh, we got the new show to watch now, uh, Bachelor. Uh, gonna keep going on. Uh, I think this is gonna be a long season. Uh, this might go on for a few months uh, longer than uh, the normal typical typical one so we have plenty more 
ups and downs and uh, the uh, the new ladies that might come in and they'll be interesting to watch. Keep going with that. Because, you know, I love reality TV shows. Uh, we also talked about Tiger, the documentary, the two-part documentary. Uh, I talked about a lot of things. Um, a lot of the themes have to do with uh, a lot of other uh, sports figures that I, I like growing up. Uh, I bring up, you know, we talked about Jordan and like uh, he, he had a whole tabloid and uh, salacious uh, things going on. Uh, but you still remember Jordan as like, you know, one of the, you know, the greatest of all time. Uh, I think Tiger is also going to be still remembered in that way, despite all the negative and like the sleaze that they uh, they try to like, throw it in like the mud, they try to throw it up and everything. Um, so uh, I like that they keep making these more these documentaries. HBO is doing a good job with that. They have all this footage, you know. They have all this stuff from the HBO Sports. So uh, and like Shogu mentioned, how we're not watching a documentary about like like Babe Ruth. We're watching a documentary about someone who we watch on TV growing up and to this day. And now it's like weird that they're making like a CC one. Um, you know, even the Jordan one. I remember watching all that stuff, like like it was like like it was yesterday. So that's always interesting. And um, we'll see what keeps going on with more of these documentaries, uh, more sports figures. We're going to see them get more uh, put in a spotlight where you humanize them and uh, break down things that we grew up on. And uh, now we'll see like a 2020 perspective on it. And it's always interesting to say. Yeah. Um, it was like, I'm a weird dude. Like, when I watch movies, I have, like, this habit. I'll go on, like, IMDb and look at, like, the trivia from the movie. Um, or I'll go to, um, or when there's, like, a new champion crowned in, like, a sport or something like that. Like, I'll go on Wikipedia and look at them and say, like, look to see champion and stuff like that. So one of the first things I did soon as, like, the inauguration was over. Just hop on Wikipedia and looked up United States President of the United States, and I said Joe Biden. Um, because it's always been weird as hell. Like when you look it up and it'd be like President Donald J. Trump, and it's like I can't believe like this shit is like reality. And then going to Vice President of the United States as Kamala Harris and. You know, just like it's it's real now, but you know what else is real? The hard work that we gotta get into. Um and Biden actually, President Biden, he actually pushed a lot of um executive orders his first day, a lot of shit that was like undoing a lot of the nonsense like Trump was doing. And then I just heard today the um the Dr. Burks who was part of his um team like she said like he made gra she made graphs and data and, and gave him data and stuff like that to, for his people to make graphs and then when they would go out and do the press conferences like he put up like whole different graphs like it was it, it's just astonishing astonishing the depths that this man had had done you know the things this man has done to basically kind of like you know um put mud on the wheels or to steer this country into mud and now we're trying to like back out of it you know even Dr. Fauci like he came out 
um uh, he's smiling and stuff doing like cartwheels. that <laughs> doing cartwheels yeah and then people were like oh like you know it wasn't a non-partisan like oh like he 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 just was like anti-trump blah 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 blah, blah. but i'm sitting there and i'm like yo like think about this the amount of conversations he's had with with, with donald trump in private about these things and Trump's like a denier. Trump's not wearing masks until like well later on. Trump gets COVID. All of this stuff. Like, think of how many times like he's 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 had to had to talk to this man, and it's like talking to a wall. So now you have this new administration in here, and you're joining the CDC. You're 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 re. I mean, not rejoining the CDC. W. The WHO. Um. So it really makes me optimistic for the future, but there's a lot more work that needs to be done, um, you know, with society, racial equality, um, sexual equality for the um, LGBT and stuff like that. So it's a whole lot of work that's got to go into that. Um, and we rejoin the par- the Paris the Paris um agreement, no, Paris agreement, yeah. you know, which does more for the citizen. Oh my God, Ted 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 Cruz and these guys are just stupid. It's funny because I don't even think like Ted Ted Cruz is like a Harvard graduate, so it's like he knows like what he's saying is stupid. But I think he realizes that his base is so stupid that mm. they won't check facts. So he's just playing into that, but that's a story for another day. So that's what the inauguration, and also they need to throw all of these people in jail for the Capitol. Um, right. Erection? No, no, that's what uh, Chuck Schumer said. He called it an erection. An erection. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Bachelor. What was that? We got into episode three. So mm-hmm. we're gonna make sure we have episode four of that. Have our reactions. Um, I'm in the middle of a move, so I'm gonna try to get that in as soon as possible. Uh, it shouldn't be a problem though. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I, I like the the group of girls that are left. Um, and I'm excited because it seems like I, I'm starting to. It's it's cool. Like I, I hate to beat a dead horse, but it's cool that like for something that's been on for 20 years that I couldn't take part of, but people enjoyed, like, now I'm watching it and I can see why you can enjoy it. And at the same time, it's, like, relatable to us. Um, and speaking of somebody who broke into something that kind of was, you know, um, you know, the gatekeepers held, held us out of literally and figuratively in golf. Um Tiger Woods, you know, watching this documentary, I learned a lot. You know, you, you, you uh, that's the beautiful thing about documentaries. It's um, it's like two hours, and you could basically fill in a lot of the blanks of little things that you may not have known about a person. And the fact that these things are getting more and more current, um, it definitely is like filling in a lot of bank blanks. And you know, I talk about the guy the chairman of the masters and I was like one of the parts of the thing that stood out to me like how he was like chastising Tiger Woods like Tiger Woods was like a kid um he you know it's not it's it's not too far from then from from today that like 
the Augusta National Golf Club, like they wouldn't allow black members. Like this was something that went into like the eighties and yeah, think, the late eighties. Yeah, eighties. Yeah, yeah, it's absurd. Um, but you know, um, I still root for Tiger, man. Anytime like he gets deep into a tournament, and I think he could win, I'm always like hopeful that he does. Um, and you know, it, it'd be interesting because I know he didn't have nothing to do with that documentary, but. I know he initially is upset about it, but hopefully he can look at it like, all right, well, now, like, people, like, that's, I think, the one thing I I took from it. It's like, I didn't understand why, because that was my joke. I was like, yo, Tiger was, like, fucking, like, like, as if, like, vagina was going to, like, run out or something like that. And it's like, you kind of watch it, and it's like, oh, like, all right, now I understand. Um why he did this now i understand and you know what like i could feel sorry for him and at the same time i still feel like sorry for his wife and i feel sorry for his whole family and another thing i didn't mention in that thing like he had to apologize to the world and that's another thing the family friend said he was like he didn't have to apologize to none of them like that was between him his wife and his kids like those are the only people like he embarrassed if you held Tiger in such a high regard. I remember, like, Joel used to say that all the time when we talk about celebrities. It's like, you know nobody's an angel, you know? Um, so it shouldn't surprise us as a fan base. He didn't owe anything to us. He didn't owe anything to the chairman of Augusta or the PGA or whatever. It's his family. It's, at the end of the day, it's his family that he let down. And he has to live with that. And he's going to have to make an amends for it. He ha- he's going to have to make amends for it for the rest of his life. Um and I thought anything else we got to announce? I don't think so, because we, we got a lot of stuff we got to work on, and it's kind of like a busy time for both of us. Um, As always, there's going to be stuff popping up on um on the YouTube. We got a lot of stuff coming on in the in the can. Um, yeah, and I'm less busy now, so uh, uh, everyone checking this out, uh, you, you'll be seeing a lot more. Uh, the schedule a little lighter on my end, so maybe I'll... Uh, be seeing some more uh, content popping up. I actually, um, we, we joked around about it during the Tiger thing about uh, doing a podcast with someone else. Um, I was on a like a game show, like I said, like the wrestling trivia show. So I did a couple of, I did a and A with uh, the host of it. So that might appear uh, eventually down the road, like a few months, a couple a month from now, when they ever they um, on their when they post a show and see how I fare on uh, on the uh, on the on their on their talk show or whatever we want to call it. So that'd be funny to watch me uh watch me fail watch me shit the bed basically <laughs> we'll break it down all right yeah we could do that all right man so this has been episode 36 of shug me the mooney shug me the mooney shug me the mooney <laughs>